be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. This is your host, R.C. Norman. Consider yourself renewed. Yo, yo, what's up? My family and friends to another week on The Renewal. Listen. As always, I'm grateful, I'm grateful truly that you have taken the time to join us here once again. We never take for granted your time. We we never do because time is valuable and precious and we don't take that for granted whatsoever. Listen, if you are listening to me right now, do me a huge, huge favor. If you have a family member, a friend that you think that may need this, please share this with them. Let them know about your renewed experience. I'm so grateful for your lives. Truly, I pray for you each and every week, and I pray that God will continue to strengthen you on this journey. Listen, for always, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. It's another day that we have the opportunity to get our life right with God. It's another opportunity that we have uh, to be able to share the good news of Jesus Christ. What is the gospel? Yes, it's the good news. And this is the only way that we can live a life that God has for us is to walk by faith and not by sight. Yes, it's not according to what we know, but it's according to what we believe. We believe that God, we believe that Jesus, he came here into the world. He was born. We believe that he lived. We born. We believe that he died and that he rose again with all power in his hand. That is what we believe. And because of that, we can live again. He said that if we believe, we shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Hallelujah. Listen, we are living for that day. We are living for the last supper, the marriage feast. What a day it will be, the marriage supper of the Lamb. We are looking forward to that day. It's going to be a beautiful day. Yes. But I want to go into this episode. I don't want to prolong the time. Um, so what I want to discuss. So last week I was actually studying something, right? I was studying, um, the word of God and I began, I stumbled across the marriage when Jesus, he was pretty much given a parable of the workers. He was given a parable of how some had went out into the streets and invited those to a wedding, but some refused to come because of their um, busy schedules because of their um, whatever it is that they had on their plate. It, they were just too busy to come to this wedding feast. And then he sent other servants to go out and bid them to come. And he had fat lambs. He had prime rib, uh, the fattest steaks that you can imagine, um, the great desserts. He had the whole spread laid out and they wouldn't come. They wouldn't come into the supper. So he was relating this to the kingdom of heaven. So I want to talk about today. What I want to discuss is um, the proper garment, the proper attire. So I want to start at Matthew 22 and 11. And I'm just going to start there. You can read. It will definitely be beneficial for you to go back um, to verse one and just take the time and study that. Yes, it would it would definitely I would definitely admonish you to do that. But I want to start at verse 11. It says here. And when the king came in to see the guests, he saw there a man which which had not on a wedding garment. 
And he saith unto him, Friend, how camest thou in hither not having a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then said the king to the servants, Bind him hand and foot, and take him away, and cast him into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. Many are invited into the kingdom, right? But only few will be chosen. The Bible says that the wide and broad road leads to destruction. Many be there on that road, but the straight and narrow path is it's a straight path. And the Bible says only few will be on that path. Only few will find it. Only few will be able to enter into the kingdom of heaven. The Bible says that hell enlarges self daily. Only few will make it into the kingdom. This is why he said only few are chosen. Because many are called. Many are invited. Many are invited. But only few, few will receive the invitation. Only few will adhere to it. Only few will allow their faith. They will die to flesh. They will die to themselves to receive it. He says here that this man came in and he had not on a wedding garment. And he said to him, and he called, watch what he called him. He even called him a friend. He said, how did you even get in here? And you don't even have on the proper attire. So imagine, right, a bride. And so because in actuality, the church is the bride. Jesus Christ is the bridegroom. So imagine a bride enter into um, the wedding on the on her wedding day, and she didn't have on the proper attire. That would be a travesty. I'm sure it'll be a travesty if she came in in her regular clothes. Then that would be an issue. So this man, in actuality, he came into this wedding garment and to this wedding without the proper attire. He came to the wedding without the proper attire. He wasn't properly dressed. Okay, so we're going to dive in and actually find out what is this proper attire? Because it says here, when he found this man who hadn't, who didn't have on the wedding garment, the king told the servants to bind him hand and foot and take him away and cast him into outer darkness. This is the equivalent of hell. This is what this is. He's talking about and referring to hell. This is why he said many are called, but few are chosen. This was the parable. So let's go here to. I want to talk about the garments, the garments of righteousness and or the garments of salvation. In Psalms 132 and 16, he says, I will also clothe her priests with salvation and her saints shall show with joy. Yes, he talking about I will clothe them with salvation. Isaiah, I love this verse too. Isaiah 61 and 10, it states that I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he hath clothed me with the garments of salvation. He hath covered me with the robe of righteousness as a bridegroom decketh himself with ornaments and as a bride or adorneth herself with jewels. So listen, we should always ask God, clothe me in righteousness, clothe me with your salvation. Take away the filthy garments, take away in Zechariah three. Let's go there. I'm going to go there real quick because I want to read that also. Zechariah chapter three, verse three. He said, now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments and was standing before the angel of the Lord. 
He spoke to those who stood before him, saying, Remove the filthy garments from him. And he said to Joshua, See, I have caused your wickedness to be taken away from you, and I will clothe and beautify you with rich robes of forgiveness. So he had on filthy clothes of wickedness. And this is why the Bible tells us that we must be washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. We must be washed again. We must be born again. Regeneration. We must be regenerated by the washing of the water and of the word. This is how we become cleansed. And we must take off the filthy garments of sin, the filthy garments of the world, the things that disconnect us from God. Because when we come into the marriage supper of the Lamb and we don't have on the proper attire, then we will be excommunicated from heaven. We'll be excommunicated from the presence of God. So this is why we must take on take ownership and be diligent in asking God to clothe us with the robe of righteousness. Clothe us with salvation because our righteousness is but filthy rags, but his righteousness is holy. And so we should ask God, clothe us with holiness, clothe us with the garment of praise. Hallelujah. Also, Revelation. Let's go here. Revelation 3. Revelation 3, 4, 4 and 5. Revelation 3, 4 and 5. It says also here, look what it says. But you still have a few people. This is when Jesus was talking about the churches, the seven churches. He said, but you still have, and this was Sardis, who have not soiled their clothes, that is, contaminate their character and personal integrity with sin. And they will walk with me dressed in white because they are worthy, which is righteous. They are righteous. He who overcomes the world through believing that Jesus is the son of God will accordingly be dressed in white clothing. And I will never blot out his name from the book of life. And I will confess and openly acknowledge his name before my father and before his angels saying that he is one of mine. So this is what we must ask. So the only way that we can become clean is being washed in the blood of Jesus. And he said he'll make us pure. He'll make us white, white as snow. And this only way we can come to him is we must believe. See, Jesus, he wants to cleanse us. We have to have on the proper attire. We can't have, wear the attire of the world which is carnality, because carnal mind is enmity against God. It's an enemy against God. So every day we must take on the character of Christ. And this is a daily walk. You have to commit yourself daily because you have to allow the clothes of the past that was sore. What was this sore? It was contaminated with your personal integrity of sin. It was contaminated. So this is why we must make a conscious effort every single day to wash, ask Jesus to wash you in the blood, ask him to sanctify you in sanctification, in the spirit of God, in holiness. This is what we must do every single day. We must be clothed in white raiment, fine linen, clean, white, righteousness of saints. This is what it's about, being cleansed, being cleansed. So we can't go around. So say, for example, right, every single day, you wake up and put on dirty clothes. You never wash your clothes. You put on the same clothes every single day and you don't wash them. For long, someone gonna, um, you are gonna be 
Um, it's going to be a horrific odor that you walk around with and you're going to be displeasing to everyone. Everyone around you not going to even want to be around you because of the smell and because of your the dinginess of your clothes. So would you walk around that way? No. So if you wouldn't walk around that way, why would you think that Jesus would allow you to come to his supper that way? No. Sin is filthy. It's filthy. It's, it's odorous. It's repugnant in the nose of Jesus. It's filthy. He can't even stand the sight of it nor the smell of it. He hates sin with a passion. And what he hates, we have to learn to hate. We have to learn to hate what he hates. And the garment of sin, this garment, it absolutely will disqualify us from heaven. It will disqualify us from this supper, this, this wedding feast. And it's going to be a beautiful day. I promise. Everyone won't be able to wear the clothes. Everyone. So he invite everyone. This is why he said he would that every man be saved. But unfortunately, everyone won't receive Christ. Everyone will not want him. Why? Because they want to adhere to their flesh. They are driven by the passions and lusts of their own flesh, their own desires. So many of us have our own projections. We have our own plans, things that we want to do. And never, not once, do we ever consult God concerning our life. So guess what? It can also, our character also can be a garment that's filthy before God. Our plans, if it's not according to the will of God, can be filthy. It can be a filthy garment because we have placed this on ourselves. We put on ourselves things that we want to accomplish instead of being consumed about what God wants to accomplish through our lives. You have to understand that we are only here to do the work of the Father. Because at the end of the day, the only thing that's going to last is what we do for Christ. Not about what you do for yourself. Because this is why we must crucify self. We must crucify flesh daily. This is why the Bible says, be not conformed to this word, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That you may prove it is a good, acceptable will of God. And you must present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. You must present your body as a living sacrifice. We won't be any good to the father as a dead sacrifice. So he wants to use us as a living sacrifice, but we must allow self to die. We must allow our own life. What we want for our own life, we must allow it to die. And we must take upon the will of God. The meat of the Father must be our desire. Whatever it is that God wants, this is what we must eat. And we must clothe ourselves with the will of God. This is the garments that we must place upon ourselves. This is the attire which we should walk in. We should walk in the attire of God. I'm reminded when the people were renting themselves of their garments when Jesus was coming, when he was coming into Jerusalem, they were renting, they were placing their clothes down before them. This was an outward sign of them showing like, look, we take off our garments and we offer them to you. So we must take off our life and we must offer it to the king. 
Yes. He said, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So when we become a new creature in Christ, we must take away all the old things, the old mindsets, the old ideologies, the old way of doing things. Yes. Even some old friend. Hey, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, as well as share with others. Thank you. Even some old fam, even some family members that's old, tired, and decrepit. <laughs> yes, even those old family members that are weighing you down, they don't even believe the same way you believe. They don't believe in Jesus. They believe in other gods, and so you can't even begin. You can't even touch them. You can't even walk with them. The Bible says, touch not the unclean thing and I'll receive you. If you entertain yourself with devils, then you are just becoming contaminated. Your garment of being is filthy because you are contaminating yourself with filthiness. You can't even walk with people who are not Christ-like. People who don't even want to have anything to do with Christ, who slander his name, who make mockery and shame of his name, but yet you walk with them. The devil is a lie. Guess what? If you do this, then you are making yourself unclean before God because you are pretty much saying that you are in agreement with the way that they believe or think. The Bible says two can't walk together unless they agree. So if you believe in Jesus, but yet you are walking with devils, then come on. You are calling you. Are, you are a lie. You are a hypocrite. You are walking in hypocrisy. This is what's happening. So you can't truly say we can't truly say that we are believer and follower of Christ. But yet, while how we are following the ways of the world and we are in, entertaining with the things of the world and we have this, we are desiring the things of the world more than we are desiring the things of the kingdom. This is why the Bible said to set your affections on things above and not on things of this earth. The things of the earth are temporal. The things that are in heaven will last forever. And so this is what we should be consumed on. This is what our minds should be consumed on every single day. This is how you allow your garment, your garment of righteousness, the garment of salvation to always be abounding on your body. Yes, on your spiritual body. <laughs> this flesh can't please God. So anything that this flesh I'm not talking about the clothes that you put on your body. I know some of you like Louis Vuitton, Gucci, um, Calvin Klein, uh, some of the whatever the name brands you like to wear, Prada, um, whatever it is, Tommy Hill, Figure, Polo, whatever it is you like. Right. You like to adorn uh, to adorn yourself in the finest apparel. Many of us do. Well, Nike, Adidas, whatever sports athletic gear you like to wear, uh, you like to deck yourself out. You like to your swag always on a thousand. You you love to look good and to impress people. But some of you like to impress yourself, too. I'm not going to just say you like to impress people because everybody don't care what other people think. They just like looking nice. But some, you know, you do it for the applause of people. And you are so consumed about your garments that you place on your flesh instead of concerned about the garments that you place on your spiritual body. This is the garment that we should be paying more attention to. Listen, I could go out the house with a plain T-shirt on, some jeans and some shoes and just be comfortable. 
be comfortable. It doesn't matter. It's a name brand. It doesn't even matter. Just as long as I have clothes on my body. But however, the most important clothes that I'm concerned about is the garment of righteousness, the garment of salvation, garment of holiness. I want God to clothe me in his righteousness, clothe me because my rags are filthy. It's filthy before him. And so I can't even I can't even deem myself worthy before God. I'm unworthy before God. The only way that I become worthy is I take upon his righteousness. It's the only way. And this is my this is my aim. It's my focus daily. Daily. Every day we wake up, you should be like, you should put on the guard, the garb of salvation. You should put on the garb of righteousness. Before you even put on clothes on your body to begin your day, that's the first clothes you should put on. You should lay down and spend time with God and should make sure you have those clothes on before you walk out the house. Because every single day, don't get it twisted. The devil is coming, especially, especially if you have confessed Jesus Christ as your Lord, especially if you are slaying devils every single day, you are casting out demons, you are praying for people, you are praying for the sick, you are praying for the ones that's unsaved, the unsaved family members, you are warned, you are standing in the gap, interceding for those that don't believe it. You are standing in the gap for those that are bound by addictions and you don't think that the devil is coming against you. You don't think that the devil wants to destroy you. He absolutely does. And so this is why we must put on the clothes every single day and the whole armor of God. Yes, <laughs> the whole armor of God. This is how we ought to walk. So imagine yourself, right? Playing for a team. No matter the team, whatever your favorite team is, could be the Lakers, could be uh, the Braves, could be the Yankees, could be, I'm going to say, a football team. I'm not going to say the Sorry Falcons or uh, it could be the Rams, could be the Raiders, could be the Patriots. Um, No matter who your team is, Steelers, Lord, no, hope is not the Cowboys. <laughs> but whatever your team is, right, imagine you was playing on that team. And if, and if you had on the opposing team colors, then that would be an issue in the locker room, right? I'm pretty sure it'd be an issue because right there at that moment, they would be like, um, whose team are you on? If you are not on our team, you listen, we kicking you out of this locker room because you have on the opposing jersey. So you are not on our team. And so you can't fight with us. And so if you have on, so if you are a believer and you have on the enemy clothing, then you can't be on the battlefield with us. You can't be on the battlefield in the army of the Lord because guess what? You are causing us to be, you are a threat against us because you are causing us to become a casualty of war. You are causing us to be hindered. And guess what? If you have on the clothes of the enemy, then we got to kick you out of the camp, especially when you are doing it habitually, especially when I'm not talking about the mistakes we make. I'm talking about the iniquity that we live in, the trespasses that we deal with every single day. OK, you know what the word of God says. You know, the word of God says, be be holy for I am holy. You know, the word of God says, flee fornication. You know, the word of God says, be not drunk with wine. But be filled with the spirit of God. You you know what the word of God say. But however you say, well, I'm just going to do this because it's make my flesh feel good. I'm just going to do this. God knows my heart. OK, he know your heart. Right. 
He knows it. And he'll send your heart straight to hell with you. Yes, he will. This is what he would he, he would do it. He'll love you right there. He love you so much that guess what? He he's not gonna interfere with your free will. That's how much he love you. When you make a decision to play with God, to be lukewarm, to have one foot in church and one foot in the world, guess what? It's odious to God. God will spew you out of his mouth. He has a problem. He has a problem with that. And people say, you know, he said, no one can pluck me out of the hand of God. Okay. He may not pluck you out of his hand, but he'll spit you out of his mouth, which is worse. He'll vomit you up. He won't even have no affiliation with you. So this is why we must be intentional every single day with our walk. Every day. Hallelujah. Listen, I love you to life. And listen, we got to be intentional every single day to put on the garb of righteousness and salvation and holiness. Allow God to sanctify you. Listen, if you don't know him as your Lord and personal Savior, I admonish you to make the decision for Christ today. All you have to do is believe and confess out of your mouth that Jesus Christ and repent. Turn away from all your sins. Ask God to forgive you. And this could be the beginning of a new day for you. God, listen, he wants you to live. He wants you to live in the abundance. He wants you to live in the overflow. He wants you to live a life that's expedient unto you. But you can't do this until you give him your life completely, wholly. Listen, I pray that God will continue to lead you and guide you into all truth. And may your life never, never be a disgrace unto God. I pray that the grace of God can continue to consume you. And may God save you, save your soul. All you have to do is commit your ways unto him and he'll make you whole. He will do it. Listen, make a decision for him before it's ever lasting too late. Father, I pray now, O oh God, for everyone that's listening to me. I pray, O oh God, that everyone that may not know you, I ask you, O oh God, to save them. Allow them to make the decision for you. Allow them to understand that it's the greatest decision that they could ever make. And allow them to place on the garment of righteousness, my Lord, the garment of salvation, Lord. Clothe them with salvation. Lord, I pray you do it for them in their lives. And Father, doing their life what no other power can do. And as you do it, my Lord, we'll forever be mindful and careful to give you all the glory the honor and the praise for us in jesus holy name we pray amen hallelujah until next week listen i love you all to life shalom now if you have made this decision please reach out to us on our website at rcnormanministries.org or you can email us at rcnormanministries at gmail.com or either on our facebook or instagram at rcnormanministries we would love to know about your decision and we would love to keep you on our prayer list as well as pray that you would be filled with the most precious gift of the Holy Ghost. We are so excited. This is the best decision that you could have ever made. Now you will live your best life. You thought you had a new life, but you have never experienced life like this. And that's why I like to call it. Please, please, please subscribe as well as leave us a review. Also leave us a rating, preferably five stars. And also do me a huge favor. Share it with your family or friends. Don't be selfish. Don't hog it all to yourself. Share with them the grace you have received, which is called 